Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the overflow. Welcome back into the overflow. Man, it's good to be here again, as always, pressing in, pressing in, and really drinking in of all that God our Father wants to do in our lives. The Overflow, this podcast, blog, really my life exists to be a corrective force against lifelessness. Overflow, podcast, blog, Trexo, disciple making, all exist to be a corrective force against any form of Christianity that denies lifelessness, that limits the explosive organic juice, electricity that we are supposed to feel as followers of the one true living God. It's a corrective force against lifelessness in favor of vitality, electricity, uh, juice that comes from being in an intimate relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Trinitarian intimacy, man, the life that is supposed to reverberate inside of us flows very naturally through very healthy relationships with God the Father, healthy relationship with God the Son, healthy relationship with God the Holy Spirit. And so let's let's press in to the overflow to the overflow for uh, for today. We're gonna we're gonna thread a needle. We're gonna thread what is seemingly a very difficult and challenging needle for so many of us in the faith. And the needle is this is the balance is 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 navigating through pride on the one hand, humility on the other, and feeling great about oneself as the goal. How do we get through that? How do we how do we get through not being prideful, not being arrogant, being humble, being humble, and yet feeling great about ourselves? Are we even allowed? Are we allowed to feel great? about ourselves. Let me let me get into this through a, a story and then and then we'll break it down and, and we'll, we'll see some really cool stuff. So one Sunday, it was the Sunday after Christmas a couple of years ago, uh, Brooke and I were uh, and my family were visiting a church uh, led in worship by a longtime friend of mine. And because it was the Sunday just after Christmas, he was leading worship all by himself. And he's been leading worship for a long time. And so it's really easy for Longtime veteran worship leaders just to mail it in, especially if they're up there by themselves day after Christmas or service after Christmas. Service is a little bit more lightly attended. Uh, but man, this guy just, I mean, it was just alive in the spirit, man. It was happening. The spirit of the living God was moving, man. It was powerful. Uh, and I was caught up in what the spirit of God was doing through this brother's ministry. And so after church, I sought him out again. He's a friend of mine. And, and I told him, man, I just want to bless you how much I experienced our father's presence because of his worship leading. Uh, and I, I'm just grateful for his, uh, his faithfulness to do that, which God our father led him to do in that worship service. And he replied in a way, ah, ah. he replied in a way that so many of us uh, will do in circumstances uh, like this. Uh, and his reply, I feel like, is at the heart of why so many of us struggle to feel great about ourselves. Uh, and his reply certainly makes it certainly made me shake my head and just clench on the inside. So I said, brother, I just want to thank you. You did such a great job. And he looked at me and he said, it was all God, man. Brother, it, it was all God. It was all God. And I just wanted to scream at him because I know I'm like, oh my gosh, man. Oh, it's driving me crazy. Uh, now, 
Over the years, I've found a workaround to this seemingly humble response to being complimented because I love complimenting people. I love enjoying the gifts of people. I love seeing great things that people are doing. I love encouraging people. I love blessing people with my words. Uh, and and so I, I try and compliment folks regularly, and, and I get this. Oh, it's all God, man. Oh, it's all God, man. So, so I've had a lot of experience in trying to figure out a workaround so that I can just get somebody to say, <laughs> Just get somebody to say thank you. Um, and now, mind you, our struggle in receiving compliments, your struggle in receiving compliments, isn't, isn't limited to kingdom work like leading worship or teaching. It, we, we struggle to receive compliments, period. And so I'm, I would ask you, you know, how good are you when somebody blesses you with their words? How good are you at receiving it and embracing it and being positively affected by it? How good are you at being positively affected by kind words that people say to you about you. Most of us, I find, most of us are stuck in a garbage dump of steaming trash because we will not accept any credit for the good that we do, but we'll take 100% responsibility for the bad that we do. It's an unescapable, it's unescapable garbage dump of steaming trash where you can never feel good about yourself. You can't. If there's any good, it's all God. If there's any bad, it's 100% you. Can you smell the trash? Oh, that is stinky. That is stinky. And, and it gets even more diabolical because we in the faith are supposed to be modeling a way of life to non-Christians that is enviable. And, and someone who does not follow Jesus should envy our lives in Christ. It should be magnetic. It should be a demonstration that there's a way of life that's not according to this planet that is joy-filled and life-filled and robust and and endures and perseveres and all of those, he forgives and is merciful and kind and all those kinds of things. And yet when, when we don't allow ourselves to feel great, uh, how do we then, how do we then feel about ourselves? And then, and then how do non-Christians see what our lives look like and how we feel about ourselves? It's almost like the only thing that we can feel about ourselves is some kind of void like, I don't know how to feel great about myself. I know how to feel bad about myself. I feel bad about, I feel, I feel at war against feeling bad about myself, but I don't really think I'm allowed to feel good about myself. So I don't really know how to feel about myself. So it just creates this. So how do you feel about yourself? Oh, I don't know. It's just this void. And, and so we go living this void life. Well, that, that's not, did Jesus die for me to feel a void about me? And then did Jesus die for me to feel, feel a void about me so that other people can see what this void life looks like and, and want to have that? This is just prima facie, like logically, like rationally, this just doesn't, it just doesn't make, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and that mentality, this void mentality, this mentality of uh, 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 anything that is good is of God and everything that's bad is of me is just the definition of bondage. It's something that you just can't break free through, break free from. So I think I've found a workaround. I think I found another way and, and, and it seems to work. Most of the time. Seems to work most of the time. So watch the available relief that I'm going to offer my worship leading friend in this dialogue that we had. And this is this is true. This is a true story. This is the dialogue that we had. And so I compliment him and he replies with this often invoked, oh man, it was all God, man. And and so I answer his lame words, and I know that's the sincerity of his heart, and you know, but I answer his lame words and I say this. To the degree that you said yes to how the Holy Spirit was leading you this morning according to the will of our Father, in the name of Jesus our King, you did an excellent job. To the degree that you said yes to what God our Father was leading to do, according to leading the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, you did a great job. Oh, he paused. 
his wheels turned. He was processing. He was processing. Was it safe for him to agree with what I just said? Was it prideful? Does saying yes to what I just said to, to this somehow rob the creator of the universe of his due glory? Would my friend be struck by lightning if he accepted what I said? Ooh. Apparently, my words successfully navigated his fear of pride and his want for humility because he looked at me and he said, I can accept that. Thank you for the kind words. And I say, holy cow, sheesh, that's a lot of freaking work just to get somebody to receive a compliment about doing a great job. Ah, man. But there go so many of us in Christ. Are we really allowed to feel good about the work that we do? The work that we do as individuals, as men and women, the work that we do as spouses in our marriage, can we feel great about who we are as husbands and wives? Can we feel great about being parents? Can I feel good about being a dad? Can I feel good about being a mom? Can we feel great about our careers, who we are in our careers? What about just in the various micro decisions we make throughout the day? Is it okay for us to enjoy being us? Are we allowed to do that? Uh, Even more so, are we allowed to feel great about who we are? Not just enjoying what we do, but actually enjoying and feeling great about who we are. Can we celebrate who we are? Now, I get the fear. I get the hesitation. I get, really, for a lot of us, the awkwardness. I get the awkwardness uh, uh, of feeling great or even trying to figure out what it looks like to feel great about ourselves because pride is horrible and we fear pride. Uh, and, And pride by itself is horrible, but then it can also be the source of so many other issues. And, and any time that we make our lives about us, we, we are in serious trouble. So I absolutely get that. In addition to the fear of pride, I get the fear of robbing God, our Father, of his due glory. Uh, God, our Father, is, I mean, it's all for his glory. It's his glory, man. We, wanna, we want to live our lives in such a way that men may see our good works and glorify our Father who, who is in heaven. We want to glorify our Father in all, on our circumstances. Uh, so how do we navigate? How do we navigate pride uh, pride, not wanting to rob God of his glory, our, our humility and, and feeling great about ourselves. How do, we, how do we navigate that? And I think we do it in this way. We navigate these things. We have freedom to feel great about ourselves when we allow the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to go first in our lives in all things at all times. You, you can love, celebrate, and feel great about yourself. You can love, celebrate, and feel great about yourself in humility without fear as you embrace and enjoy all that God our Father is doing in you, to you, through you, for you, on behalf of you, in the lives of other people. You can enjoy and embrace who you are as God our Father goes first in your life in everything at all times. As you let him go first, you will feel great about yourself because you are now experiencing divine love. You've been brought into, holy cow, the love of the Father, the love of the Son, and the love of the Holy Spirit in a way that somebody like you should never be allowed to experience the purity of this kind of love. And yet there you are, there you are, the veil has been torn, and you're alone in your living room on a Monday morning, a Tuesday morning, you're getting still in the presence of the God of all creation, and somebody like you is encountering the pure love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the God of all creation. That is going to juice you. You're going to start to feel great about yourself as you encounter that divine love. You can also feel great about yourself because of the new nature, the new nature that you have been given, the new nature that you've been given. Jesus to Nicodemus, John chapter 3, says that, hey, you're going to be born by the Holy Spirit. 
The Spirit of God Himself is going to birth you. Paul says, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Behold, all things old have passed, new things have come. You've, you've been given this new creation. You're a new person. And man, you can enjoy the heck out of this new creature, this new creation that God our Father has made in you. You should feel great about it. That's you. God our Father has done that to you, but it is you who have been made new. And, and you get you get to enjoy it. You can feel great about yourself because of the divine love that you're going to experience. You feel great about yourself because of the new nature that you've been given. You feel great about yourself because of the ongoing transformation that you're going to experience in your life. Come on now. The ongoing transformation. Who God our Father is making you into. What God our Father is transforming you away from and who he is making you into by the power of the Holy Spirit is pretty freaking spectacular. That somebody like you can be changed from a prideful person to an humble person from an arrogant person to a broken person, from an angry person to a merciful person, from an impatient person to a patient person, from a person that doesn't have joy to a person that's walking in the fullness of joy, from a person whose life was spent using people to a life that is spent blessing people. You, this is happening to you. This is happening to you. And you get to enjoy that person that God our Father is making you into. You should feel great. You should feel great about that. You feel great about the divine love that you will experience. You feel great about the new nature that you will be given. You'll feel great about the transformation that's going on in your life. And then you should also feel great about yourself because of the significant work in which you'll engage. The significant work in which you'll engage. We looked at this last week, Hebrews, or last time, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, where the author of Hebrews says, we're going to run the race marked out for you. The race marked out for you. God, our Father has a race marked out for you. You, you little knucklehead. He's got a race marked out for you. It's of divine origin. The race that God our Father has marked out for you is of divine origin. It is a, a spectacular race. God our Father does not run useless races. God our Father does not run insignificant races. God our Father runs meaningful races. He does meaningful work, significant work, kingdom work, eternal work. Uh, 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 work that changes the eternal trajectory of the hearts and lives of men and women. Uh, this is the kind of race. This is the kind of race. And yielded, yielded to the race that God our Father has for you to run, you will get to enjoy a life of eternal significance. All, all, all of these, the divine love that you'll experience, the new nature that you're going to be given, the ongoing transformation that's going to be going on in your life, and the significant work in which God our Father uh, invites you into. All of these are far richer, far purer, more powerful, and far more incredible, far more incredible than anything you could ever do for yourself. The life, the life, it's far, it's far, far beyond, far beyond. And yet in this journey, in this invitation that God our Father is, is, is uh, calling you to, giving to you by the wooing of the Holy Spirit, by the demonstration of the fuller, richer life of Jesus, you can have that life. You can have that life. You can feel great about yourself as Jesus felt great about himself. This, this wooing that the Holy Spirit is doing in us, in that journey, every one of you, every one of us will have to continually say yes. It's, it's not a one-time yes. It's a one-time big picture yes. God is my father. I'm going to follow him. And then it's all of these micro yeses along the way. My buddy could have mailed in worship leading. He could have mailed it in for the day and just did it wrote mechanically. But he chose, man, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to become a vessel. I'm going to allow the spirit of God to work in me. And I'm going to do, he's going to do it to me first. He's going to draw me into the holy of holies. 
And then as he draws me into the Holy of Holies and I'm lost in the Holy of Holies, there's this invitation for other people to come into the Holy of Holies. But on that day, on that morning, in that worship set, at that service, my buddy had to agree to say yes to what God our Father wanted to do in him and through him for his glory and for the sake of his name. And it's far beyond anything that my buddy could ever have done on his own. For what person on their own has the ability on their own to bring other people into the Holy of Holies of the God of all creation? Impossible. Can't, can't, can't work. Can't work. And that, that far beyond life, that far beyond capital L, capital I, capital F, capital E, overflow exists as a corrective force against lifelessness and for life, capital L, capital I, capital F, capital E, that far beyond life that allows you to feel great about yourself and spirit-generated humility is summarized by the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. This is a very well-known verse, probably top 10 of known verses in the scriptures, where Paul writes, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no man may boast. In other words, this far beyond life that God our Father wants to build in you, you could never have on your own. It's yours by grace. Everything that God our Father is going to do in your life is yours by grace. It is, it is by grace. That's what Paul declares in the first part of the verse. And then, and then listen to what he says at the end. For we are his workmanship. We, you, me, are the workmanship of the creator of the universe. Hello. Whoever you are today, wherever you are today, God our Father has been at work in you, is at work in you, and will be at work in you. Hammer and chisel. He, you, you are his workmanship. And, and, and then he finishes this. If that's not enough, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, created in the Messiah, created in the chosen one of God for good works, which God our Father prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So that we would walk in him. How would you not... How would you not feel great about yourself if Ephesians 2, 8 to 10 was your verse? Verses. How would you not feel great about yourself if Ephesians 2, 8 to 10 didn't summarize the reality of who you are? For it is by grace that you have been saved. It is a gift of God, not by works that no man can boast. For you, you are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for you to do. How if you embrace that, how, if you embrace that, would you not feel great about yourself? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. There's no reason why as followers of Jesus, as followers of Jesus, we shouldn't feel electric. We shouldn't feel electric about who we are, about the reality of our lives, and about the things that God our Father is doing in us and through us. You should feel electric. Set free. Set free. Give yourself permission. Receive permission from God our Father. Receive permission from God our Father, to feel great about yourself as his child. One day, uh, God appeared to Noah and told Noah to build a boat. Noah's going to build up. He's going to build up. God, God our Father, he got fed up with creation. He's going to wipe everything out with a flood. Never had a flood before. No one ever built a boat before. But God our Father is going to save all of creation through Noah and his family. going to judge all of creation. going to save a few. Noah's going to build a boat. Noah, his family, two of every kind of animal, they're going to be saved. So Noah builds a boat. Builds a boat. Never had one before. Don't know what a boat is. Here are the plans. We're going to build it. Floods come. Judgment happens. Whoosh. Uh, Planet-wide destruction. Planet-wide destruction. Water subsides. Boat rested on dry land. Animals departed. Noah and his family left. Uh, Genesis 7. Uh, I think it's 7. Maybe 6. Maybe 8. It says, Noah planted a vineyard. Got drunk. 
got off the boat, planted a vineyard, took time for the vineyard to, to harvest, and then got drunk. Uh, yee, here we go. Uh, Noah, the, the animals departed the boat. Noah and his family left, and God started again with the survivors. Here's the, here's the money question. And did Noah do a good job of building the boat? Did Noah do a good job of building the boat? Uh, and how do you know? Uh, I suggest that Noah did a great job of building the boat. And we know that Noah did a great job building the boat uh, because it floated and it did not sink. Uh, now, did Noah do a good job building the boat? Yes. Whose idea was it to build the boat? Where did Noah get the idea from? Not only the idea, but where did Noah get the plans from? Not only the idea, not only the plans, but the timing. Where did the idea come from? Where did the plans come from? And where did the timing come from? come from it didn't come from Noah but who swung the hammer who cut the lumber who milled the lumber who put the hinges on the doors who put the hinges on the windows who made the windows was that not Noah should Noah feel great about his role in building the boat should Noah feel great about God choosing him to be the one to be the one to build the boat. Is it prideful if Noah feels great about his role in building the boat? Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle with this, brothers and sisters. More than building boats, God our Father has called us to advance his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Even more than building a boat. Even more than building a boat. God our Father has called us, called you, called me to advance his kingdom on earth uh, as it is in heaven. His call on your life is ridiculously God the Father's call on your life is so far beyond anything you could ever accomplish on your own so far beyond anything you could ever accomplish on your own to do the work of God our Father is to live in continual wonder that someone like you has the calling and the ability to do whatever it is that he has called you to do that's the far beyond life that is the far beyond life and so I say to you in the name of Jesus to the degree that I have been responsible, I say to myself, and then I say to you, to the degree that I have been responsible for saying yes to you, my Father is making me to be and what my Father is calling me to do in the leading of the Holy Spirit, I feel great about myself. To the degree. And I say that freely and all humility with no fear of pride because there is no way, there is no way I can be the man that I am or do the things that I do apart from Him. Not, not, a, not a chance. Not a chance. So, I don't know you. I don't know where your situation is, your circumstances. Consider this, wrestle with it. To the degree that you've been responsible for saying yes. Doesn't mean you do it perfectly, but even when you sin, you fail, you fall, you, you, you drift away. How do I deal with that? I confess my sins, get back right with God, my father, away we go, rock star, we get after it and get on down the road. To the degree that you've been responsible for saying yes to what God our Father wants to do in you, who, who he wants to make you to be, how he wants you to live your life and the things that he wants you to do to the degree that you've been responsible for saying yes to all of those things in your life. You should feel great. You should feel great. Be freed. Be freed to enjoy yourself. Be freed to truly feel great about who you are. Reject every lie and every liar that even whispers that you are less than anything God our Father says you are. Reject. Forcefully. Reject. Reject every lie and every liar that denies the value add you bring to the work our Father calls you to do. Reject it. Reject it. Be electrified. Be juiced. Enjoy who you are. Smile. Smile. Oh, please, in the Lord Jesus Christ, smile. Smile at yourself. 
smile at yourself. Bless our Father for the life that he's given you. And the next time someone compliments you, please, (laughs) please just say thank you. Hey, that's it for this time in the overflow. Be a huge help to me if uh, you found this meaningful, substantive, helpful at all. If you would share it on your social media platforms, we've got it on podcast form, which you're listening to now. We also have it on blog form. You can find all of this at intheoverflow.org, intheoverflow.org. Again, we exist to be a, a uh, powerful force, a, a, a force against lifelessness uh, and stand very strongly on the juice and the electricity that should be ours in intimacy with the God of all creation. Uh, Our website is loaded with other resources. You can certainly reach out and contact us if there's anything that we can do for you along the way. Uh, Otherwise, thank you for our time together in the overflow. We look forward to being with you again very soon. Thank you for joining us in the overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.